The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Brunch time. Good morning. Brunch, 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 brunch. Are you having eggs? Are you having hamburgers? Or what are you having? I don't know. Because it's brunch. It could be anything. It could be uh, lunch or breakfast. It could be the confused breakfast just hanging out in your ear holes. Look at us. Having a good time. Daddy. We are going to talk about today. Hope you're loving the brunch episodes. We're going to bring back the what are we watching kind of thing, because I think that's a very cool way for us to talk about stuff and just have some conversations, maybe give you a couple things you might be interested in. But first, mm. boys, I'm sorry. I want to bring something up here real quick. Okay. Um, I didn't realize what our PCU episode was going to do. You know, that was our that was our I've never seen and it was fun. And yeah, and we put up that video on TikTok and Instagram of just I think I was reading a quote from someone and we just talked about how just kind of crazy PCU was. And man, it got way more traction than I could have ever imagined. Brought a lot. There there are a lot of weird comments on Instagram of people that that oh. are having trouble hearing what we were actually saying. There's a lot, and they, they even leave our point and just argue with other people yes. about uh, them being closeted Trump racist. Thanks for the views. Thanks for the views. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you. Every time you comment, it just helps us out. So we're grateful for it. But Every time you say like you should not be doing a podcast like that, that thank you. And no, then I, and then when we comment back on that, and then you say something else, it's just it's just really great engagement it's, for it's, us. Yes. And it's just the fuel in my veins. I love it. But it brings up an important thing. I think if if you haven't been listening to us for a long time, um, maybe sometimes what we do here gets a little bit lost in translation. Mm. And so I, I think this is a good time to just maybe remind some people. So we got an email, which by the way, we love hearing from you guys. You hit us up on our Facebook messages, maybe not so much Facebook messages, but Instagram messages, TikTok, email us at confusedbreakfast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. If it's if it's cool and fun enough or whatever, we'll, we'll fucking talk about it on air. Send us your emails. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got one here entitled PCU from Elijah Talbot. And he said, I'm disappointed. You guys should never review a movie that doesn't match your agenda. As he said, that was made 20 years ago or any movie for that matter. This movie was nothing but prophetic unintentionally. It was just trying to be a comedy. The DVD sells for $42.99 on Amazon. Thankful I own the DVD. What does that tell you? Canceled. If any of you watch a movie based on whether or not it meets your political or social agenda needs, then you shouldn't be removing reviewing movies at all. I've enjoyed the show, but please don't insert your personal shit into it. Maybe you guys attended PCU. I'm never offended or criticize a comedy because it's fucking comedy. I like whiskey. Stop being pussies. Thanks. P.S. I met George Clinton in an elevator once at age 15, and all I could say was, holy shit, you're George Clinton. He was surprised a young skater knew who I was. LOL. Great. I don't know what the hell you're getting at, man. I really don't. I, I 
please clarify because I don't know. There was a rebuttal in there of uh, like I, he's not trying to piss us off or anything, and I'm not pissed. I'm no. just confused of whether you're. <laughs> what are you saying? That's more or less what I want to bring you this saying? up. Like we're not mad, like, but I I have to. I'm so confused when people think we have like agenda. We we very rarely rarely say anything political, even joking. Mm. And if we do, it's pretty obvious. Like we're just making a funny joke and moving on. We've never really talked about like social agenda like we tr- i don't have an agenda do you guys have an agenda i don't give a fuck i don't, I don't have what happens one. we're just talking about movies and and it's weird to me when people maybe think that we do and that's where i think projection is a fucked up thing in today's society mm. and you see it on social media where i i did that one thing remember i i hit a, there were two comments in a row on a post and the first one it was just a tiktok video of a movie and the first one says all those Trumpers are the same. Fuck those Trumpers. And then the next one's like, like Biden's, uh, see, I told you Biden sucks. The fucking Biden sucks. Yep. You know, they're projecting their own political agendas and social agendas onto things they hear. Right. And I feel like that's what's happened with Elijah. Like we said, I went back and listened to him. Like we said nothing. We just talked about how great the movie was at like pointing out these funny things and how weirdly. A lot of that's come to light. Like it's 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 kind of gotten crazier, and I feel like Elijah and many of these people online are projecting their own thoughts onto that, thinking that we said something Mm -hmm. so that they can just get all riled up about it. And it's weird to me because you either have to be one way or the other, and it's I'm not that way, dude. I am definitely not that way, and it's that's the bottom line, man. Like I, we are doing a movie review show, and I do agree with the sentiment that it should just focus on the movie. But when the movie is kind of about that <laughs> what am i supposed to do did he mean to send this to the directors and writers of pcu i i'm just confused yeah, yeah I, uh, what are we supposed to do not talk about it <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's a movie that's called pcu for politically correct university that's basically what you should get out of this <laughs> in the title of the movie right comedy. i mean it's basically what it is it's and it's about being politically correct and how taking it so far to one yeah. extreme is just no longer politically correct to be on un- like as it is that's something to talk about in the theme of the movie, right? Yeah, and it's also I mean, funny because the movie is making it funny. It's making it funny. We, we <laughs> compared it to Idiocracy. We were like, yeah, you that's know, hilarious. It's, it's very funny. And, I mean, it's, uh, it's also, and again, not upset. I don't know where the agenda comes from. I don't have an agenda. And uh, I've made Biden and Trump impersonations imper- yeah. on, this, on this podcast. I've done... Uh, I mean, I think we've I think we've all gotten to that point where it's like uh, the the polarization is maybe the maybe only thing that I'm not here for. You know, you what, know? You know I'm what not the, here for the polarization of politics. That's what, that's it. What the point of the PCU episode and any episode of Confused Breakfast should uh, should be is to unite people who like movies. Yeah. Mm. And that is the only thing we're trying to get at. And I think that's the I I could care if if someone starts talking about bullshit who you should vote for who you, I don't give a fuck I'm nope. not even gonna tell you I don't give a fuck about any of that <coughs> um, what I do give a fuck about is uh, if you like Encino Man or not yeah <laughs> that's what I care about and if you like this movie great tell us why if you don't like this movie great tell us why and if does if it does happen to be pot- political then I'm not gonna comment on it and be like well you're wrong because of this reason or you're right because of this reason <coughs> it's like oh well, that's just that's just how you feel it's 
it's binary in that aspect, and yeah. that is yeah. it. Yeah, your politics have no effect on me. No, and uh, I, I like, and I would hope that ours, ours, even if we did talk about it, has no effect on you. It, like, if we give some sort of a strong opinion one way or the other on politics, which I don't think any of us have a major bias, none of us are are one way or the other, um, or or feel the need to express that. No. Regardless, we it's never not will. a part of this podcast, and um, we love movies. We are uh, also uh, maybe I'll speak for me and Mike. Sean, I'm not a I'm not a movie buff. I'm not a movie. I'm not a I'm not a student. Snob. I'm not a student of film. Yes, Sean might be. Uh, he he's much more student than, and that's what we're here to do is talk about a fan opinion on some movies. Well, and then so I had another interaction actually on our Patreon with Diggity Dave. Diggity, Diggity. Dave wrote a, a message to our Patreon and said, "Hey, I I love you guys, but I wanted to call you out on something specifically me." And he said he was listening to that episode where we talked about um, uh, we were talking about the guy, the missionary going to Don't Go Island and getting killed. Oh, why, what was the reason for that? Oh, that was Starship Troopers. Okay. Oh yeah. And how I very over the toply was like, yeah, fuck that kid. Like I'm glad he died. Ha ha ha. <laughs> hilarious. And you know, it, it, maybe that's why it's a good time to remind people that we do, we are who we are in the show, but we do kind of ham it up a little bit. And we, and satire is a big thing on this show. And I truthfully, and I had a little conversation with Diggity Dave, like most people would, he was like, I don't like that. You said that like a kid died. And I think mm. that's, I, I realize I'm sure people can feel my religious undertones sometimes in the things I say on the show. And he's like, I don't care about that. But he's like, but a kid died. And, and so I responded to him very politely and was like, dude, I get it, man. Like that kid shouldn't have died. And that's, that's, that's on me. Like it's set. I'm trying to just ham it up, but yeah, it really sucks. That kid died. However, that if someone goes, yeah, don't, don't, you can't go there. You're not allowed to go there. It's illegal to go there. Those people will kill you. Don't go there. Don't try to do this. But then in the name of God, you go, well, I'm above that. I should go there and you get killed. It's like, that's on you, bro. And that's what I was getting at on that. And, and we both had a nice moment. We're like, oh, duh. Yeah, totally awesome. Love your show. Can't wait to hear the next episode. You know, so like. I don't need to explain myself. Yeah. Um, the thing about uh, this whole thing and having a show is that uh, it is fun to uh, to listen to somebody, and if, if it's something that I don't like, you know what I can do? Go away from it. <laughs> That's all I can do. If it's like a fart, if it's a stink that I don't like, if, if Mike just farted right in front you of me walk away. and it smelled horrible, what do I do? I go a little bit over here. And then, like, in five minutes, you can come back and it's gone. Yeah, that's it. And we've moved on. <laughs> it, and, and, and you can continue a rational that, conversation. And that's the best part. If you, if you guys listen to any other movie review podcasts, generally speaking, they're always, like, the majority of them are going, oh, well, geez, they said that word, and that's why this movie should be canceled. It's like, yeah, it was 40 years ago. Like, we're the ones that are like, yeah, that sucks to hear it nowadays, but whatever, moving on. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's what we're here for. And if you don't, if you don't like it, Sorry. Well, that was like in Tombstone. It was a joke that I didn't say was uh, like the way they were treating, especially Wyatt was treating his wife or whatever. Is like, well, it was the seventies. It was the eighteen seventies. <laughs> yeah, you funny, know? Joke. <laughs> funny joke. What are we gonna do? Yeah, uh, it's. I I think it was just a point, uh, especially during our Blazing Saddles episode. I think it was just a point. Like there are there are things that are supposed to like Blazing Saddles that they, the kind of the point is to be a little upsetting and and actually. If something like that can upset you, you might want to take a step back and realize it's a good thing. And it might be a mark of that you you might be a good person if something upsets you, but also be able to 
to understand why they're bringing it to light yeah. and why why conversations are happening and why why something like that in Tombstone or why Blazing Saddles almost as a whole is is something to commentate on and uh, have a conversation about rather than just shut it down. It is, it is just as effective to joke about something as serious as, as those subject matters mm. as it is to just talk about it seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're bringing, bringing it to light, I think it's just as important either way. Yeah. So remember, don't go to Don't Go Island and also don't go to PCU University. Don't go to PCU University. <laughs> Let's move on. I, just I love thought, it. Sometimes you got to talk about the, the, state, the state of the, the world, and we just did. But mm. I want to talk about... By the way, Elijah, thank you, oh, for, thank, you for, thank you for shooting an email out great. to us and, uh, and having a conversation with us. His yeah. email is <laughs> don't at me, bro, 4452 at gmail.com. 42069. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not his email. <laughs> uh, but hey, so we love, we love talking about what we're watching. Because uh, I think that's a fun thing, and me and Sean, I'll, I'll I'll set you up, Sean. Sean, I was about ready to get on a plane, had a little time, had a good Wi-Fi connection. I'm on Instagram, and Sean's like, "Oh, this is really good. You guys should watch it." I'm like, "I trust Sean. I love, I love what <laughs> Sean likes." So, so I downloaded it uh, and I watched it on my plane, and it was the best viewing I've had. Set it up, Sean. I'm so glad you feel that. I want to hear you talk about it a little bit more. Um, I was recommended this by one of the people that I revere wholeheartedly in the podcasting world and the film loving world is my, uh, uh, I, don't know, I can't call him a friend, but is my, uh, uh, acolyte, I guess, mm. uh, Elric Kane, who's a, a host of, uh, all the colors of the dark and pure cinema podcast. Uh, he had posted about this on uh, letterbox saying, uh, that he loved it and it was great. And I, I saw that it was about telemarketers and like that kind of interests me because, uh, who doesn't get a call from them every fucking day. And so I watched it and man, it, it just completely blew me away as far as the aspect of it. Uh, if you were a fan, what I said was on my Instagram was like, if you're a fan of American movie, yep. there's no way you can't like this, at mm. least like it. We will, we will dedicate some way more time to talk about American movie someday. hundred percent. But it, uh, that's one of the greatest documentaries we've ever seen. And that was what caught me. I probably wouldn't have clicked on it right away that quick. If you hadn't said something like that, but dude, that show it's, it's basically a, what a, a four-part uh, mini documentary series about the crazy world of like that early, mid-90s, early 2000s telemarketing world. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew somebody that used to work in that world where yeah. where it turns out it was all just fucking crazy scams. Just a scheme and a scam that went up and up and up. And, and it's still going. Yeah. And, and things are still happening. And, and it's this like these fucking salt-of-the-earth dudes just like... <laughs> Like being a part of it back then, but then deciding like they wanted to maybe continue to investigate it and uncover it. And it's it's wild. Like you got crazy characters. You got you got wild storylines. It's true. It's twists and turns like it's it's very well done, man. I I enjoyed it. The way that it started off is like just this guy, Sam Lippman Stern, is like the the filmmaker of it all. He started off, he's like, yeah, I was just kind of a low life. I didn't graduate high school. This job paid more than it should have, yep. probably. And the only and job he could have gotten yeah, as yeah. a kid who didn't graduate high exactly. school and had like a criminal record. Everybody at this call center either had a criminal record or didn't graduate high school. And this is the only thing that they could do, you know? And like, there was no supervision in this no. place. Everyone was doing drugs. Everyone was drinking. They were fucking 
fucking up the walls and shit in the place. And he's all like, this is all documented and yes. everything. Like he's just filmed this all. And, but it was also like very camaraderie, like camaraderie, camaraderie, okay. uh, like they, they were all good friends, you know, they were all, they all hung out and everything. And it was very kind of endearing. And then the, a lot of the catalyst of this whole thing is, uh, Sam's friend, Pat Pespis, who is, uh, like if I compare J Pespis, sorry, <laughs> I, I compare it to American movie because it's, uh, Mark, yes, Mark dude. Borshar and, uh, Mike, yes, whatever his last name he just is. passed away. I think. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. He did. We should, we should do that movie like, yeah, right we now. Should. Um, but uh, it reminded me so much of that because he's just such a character, an endearing character, and like n- has no filter, and it's just the way that he is, and he loves the way that he is. He loves his wife. No apologies. He, he loves that he's a like he smoked crack, you know. Like he he's just like yeah, I did it, but I'm off it now. And it's like kind of part. He's just this energetic being that you want to be around, but it's also like. You know, I don't know. It's a little too much. There's a little too much, but <laughs> but you can't get enough of him for some reason. And the they twist, can. yeah, go ahead. The, the way that this like just builds to a, a, a White House level is in, is crazy. Yeah. And this, I what what makes a good documentary to me is that it starts off as something and becomes something else. Yes, correct. Through. They they went down one path and it led them so many different ways. Yes. It's called Telemarketers. It's on Max, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that is. We both highly recommend that. I think AJ is going to start watching it tonight. I will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What have you been watching lately? I so I haven't been trying to get too far into any like shows because I have a real problem. Like if I'm like when I discovered Suits, like it it became almost a joke to me. Like it, it's like a it was like a bit joke to me that I came up with that somebody was just not really feeling it and didn't want to be social. It's like, nah, probably just going to go home, turn on some suits and, you know, probably just pass out, you know, just go to bed early, you know, just in a low state of my life. You know, it's like just somebody who just goes home and watches cheers. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, sounds awesome. But I just go home and I'm just going to binge suits until I fall asleep. You know what I mean? But I get into these rabbit holes of like of like watching suits and I would like watch that show like religiously. It was mm-hmm. just on in the background. Um so I've been trying to focus more on movies and I finally just watched John Wick Four. Um and when I do that, I watch some of the other ones too. Duh. John Wick number one is a comfort movie to me. Really? Um a hundred percent because like it's one that I will turn on and just be like, Yeah, there's points of this movie that I'm gonna really enjoy. And yep. <laughs> I can't wait to I can't wait till those come on screen. Yeah. But then I, I saw John Wick four and, uh, and that's the latest one, right? Like, yeah, okay. yeah. It's the most recent one. And um, I I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. I thought I thought it was highly entertaining. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, have you seen it, Mike? I haven't. I'm only uh, I've never seen three either. I've gone one okay. and two, and I just somehow haven't made the the push yet for three and four. They're all great. They, yeah, I mean, they're all they the... Really are. They're all great, and, like, there's no reason to push past anything other than what you expect from a John Wick movie. Yeah. Right? You're not going to go into this, like, thinking, okay, I need to see, like, more Grammy... Or <laughs> Grammy. Uh, like, Academy Award-winning, like, acting, you know? Some of their actors are great in it, mm-hmm. and they have great actors in it, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for the action. I'm here for the shoot 'em up. I'm here for the gear up. I'm here for the guns. I'm here for the cool shit. You know, I'm here for the good, good looking suits mm-hmm. and this uh, assassin world that is just 
unraveling <laughs> before your eyes, you know. And number four does that for us. I think it. I think we get a lot of great, um, you know, kind of picking up almost where it left off, you know, several months later from number three, and um, it just takes us deeper and deeper into the John Wick world mm-hmm. of, of assassins. Um, and I think it's it's a fascinating movie. It made me think like. I wish we could like do like a John Wick movie because during this time I'm just sitting there and thinking to myself like, God, this is like the fourth or fifth club they've shot up. (laughs) And you're just like, nobody gives a fuck. You know, (laughs) I just imagine like all these people like wanting to like, like getting off of work and they're changing Uh. out of their, their ties and their shirts and their pencil skirts Changing into latex and like rubber and black and <laughs> it takes leather a it's a takes a lot. They're like, I can't wait. Oh my god, we're going to the Red Ring tonight. Like, let's go. Fred's gonna let's be just, there, dude. Fred's gonna be there. Who's DJing tonight? Uh, oh my god, it's gonna be DJ Silly Pants. It's gonna be DJ Silly Pants. <laughs> oh my god, we we have to let's get there early so we can kind of get by the booth. Oh, we you know that spot we really love, uh, kind of in the corner, where dude, the, close to the bathrooms. It was a long week for me, but it was a good week, dude. I'm gonna get us a bottle. I'm gonna get us a bottle. Gonna get a bottle. We're gonna. Dude, we're gonna they bring the sparklers well we're gonna we're gonna do the sparklers the everything we're Everybody's going to look at us we're gonna see if we can even do vip even if we can't man like let's just get a little crazy tonight right and then they show up and then you just got guys getting absolutely murked three feet from you <laughs> and you're just like fuck <laughs> this no i don't care nope every time this happens this, this happens, happens every, every time, time every time we try to climb every time they make a new john wick movie they shoot up our club you know it's <laughs> <laughs> just like like that's what I imagine thinking yep. about these John Wick movies and like all the stuff of normal life. Mm-hmm. They obviously live in their assassin world, but then I think about all the other people who just are going about their day to day. It's and literally club collateral. Yeah, like <laughs> we are all collateral. just collateral damage. And you're just just watching everyone around them, like going about their day. Like people are in a train station, uh huh, and watching a dude just get fucking just stabbed. And like you watch people walk by, they're just like, oh shit, mm. damn. But not even like stabbed. No, in that's, a, that's that's Russia. The world they live in, not even stabbed in a scary or crude way, but stabbed in an efficient, way. an efficient way. It's like, man, that was. <laughs> I, I don't think they're scared. I think they know there's not going to be any spray bullet like stray bullets. Yeah, yeah. he like, died they, before they the knife even entered him. That yeah. Guy, yeah, these guys are professionals. I got to get to work anyway. When's that train getting? Yeah, <laughs> I got to make my train. <laughs> damn, dude. So I just I remember I watched John Wick four. I thought I thought it was a wonderful movie. How do you rank it in the in against all of them? Might be might be uh, might be even number two. What's number one? Number one? I think number one. Number two is good, but I think number one. Parabellum's good. What do you think? It's it's close. Parabellum is. One of the ones where I was like, I stood up in the theater and cheered because of one scene. That, yeah. But then four was like, it's even got an emotional aspect to it because it of uh, Lance Reddick. <laughs> yeah. It was his last performance in a movie, maybe. But I know he died soon after. He, yeah. he was in, um, he's in the guest. He's the kind of bald black guy of the. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. You've he's been in all of them, right? A bunch yeah. of movies. A yeah. bunch of movies. The concierge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he was great in, in everything that he was in. And yeah. like he was gone. And then, like, obviously, what happens at the end of John Wick 4. Um, it was kind of emotional. And it, like, but it also tops itself every time. It's, yeah. it's, so, it's so hard to rank them because every one of them is like they have a scene where you're just like, damn, I have never ah, seen that in a movie. There was, a, there was a, definitely a scene in John Wick 4 that I felt like. Like there's some sort of applause that has to happen at this point. Yeah, um, there really was. 
So all right, fine, I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could rank them for you. I'd have to watch them That's all fine. back to back. But yeah, I, I think Will they're there all great. Will there be more? I don't. Or is that a spoiler? Up think for debate. It's up okay. for debate, and they've also talked about spinoffs. So okay, yeah, I think the spinoff has been made. Has it? Is coming out. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. It's worth it though. Uh, I loved it, man. I'm going to tell you, I'm actually going to tell you one that I have watched, and then I'm going to tell you what I watched on the plane. Okay. Because I think picking movies on planes are very important. It's an art. It's an art. Well, boys, today's episode sponsor is our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah. You know who loves DraftKings more than me now? My wife. She downloaded the app, used code CONFUSED to get her 200 bucks in bonus bets, and she lit it up. She went like six for eight in her first bets using that $200 bonus bets. Oh, my god! So her, her little bank account is just loaded with money now. She's like, ooh, I like to, I really like gambling on college football. I like the over. <laughs> I'm like, well, you want the under if it's Big Ten. Honey, but, uh, <laughs> you can be like my wife now that football is back in full swing, and we have another epic week of games on tap. On tap. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up. You can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets i watched it happen with my wife it was seamless it was awesome if you aren't a new customer you can still get in on the action all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this september get in on the nfl week two action with DraftKings sportsbook download the app now and use code confused to sign up new customers can bet five dollars and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook with code confused the crown is yours Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Not to go into one show that I'm currently watching because I'm saving that for when we talk about our top five comfort TV shows. I'm going to save that. I started watching that. Uh, but I did click on the uh, American Gladiators documentary on oh, Netflix. Nice. Okay, I'm it's called uh, Muscles and Mayhem or something yes. like that. The unauthorized story of the American Gladiators. So... I fuck it. We go back to our mini bite. We did a mini bite in American Gladiators. It's very awesome. It's a very deep dive. I, if you remember that, I loved the American Gladiators. That was right in my wheelhouse Same. of when that when I was a kid. That was so fun. And this is a nuts story. This is behind the scenes. You have the majority of the gladiators telling their story of what mm. really happened there and how how they were severely not paid well for the work they put in, how, how grueling it was. They went on a tour, like a 250-day tour, where they had to perform every single night. And they were, and the, this, these companies were making billions off of them, and, and they didn't have rights to like the, the toys and the games and the, mm. everything that oh they were selling. And it's just wild learn, learning about steroid use and love, love triangles behind the scenes and how like they professional wrestling almost. Yeah, how they actually got the gig, and it, it's interesting because they are they're they're fucking characters. Mm. All those guys are, mm -hmm. and it's it's cool to just hear that story because that you saw it as a consumer. And that's how they wanted you to see it. Yeah. It's like, so cool. Wow, that's got to be amazing to be on the Gladiators. And then you see the behind the scenes. You're like, holy shit, that sucks. <laughs> that was not. But they were all just like, 
they didn't have jobs and they just kind of fell into this and now they're superstars world famous people that what are they going to do just they try to ask for more money and they get fired yeah. then what do you do wow. true now you're not even famous anymore you know now you now you don't have a platform especially anymore. at that point you can't start a podcast no. you can't do a youtube channel you right know. Mm-hmm. they they nowadays they could have just done whatever they wanted sure. but it's it's like four four or five uh episodes in this little mini series, and it's it's pretty awesome. Is it what's that on Netflix? That okay, is Netflix. Sweet. Muscles and Mayhem. I'm gonna check it out. It was cool, uh, but I will tell you. So it is an art form on the plane, right? Uh, I watched comfort all- level. Yeah, like, do you want to really watch something new? <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to watch a movie that you've been wanting to see on a little itty bitty screen with terrible headphones, where you're going to be getting interrupted all the time? So like. I never pick a new movie unless it's something really stupid, like Fast Nine or something. I'm like, okay, I can watch Fast Nine. <laughs> on our way back from LA, I watched Scream Six. It was the best. Yes. It was the fucking I, I best. I was trying on my first flight, I was trying to watch the new Avatar because I'm like, I don't really care. <laughs> right. But then it wouldn't work, right? Like Avatar is a movie I'm not gonna watch at home, but this I'll probably is, watch it on a plane. This is what I had to say was because it's like technically, actually, Mike, actually. I do wanna have a new movie, but okay. I want one that I a new yes, action movie that correct. I don't don't give a shit. Give a you're correct. <laughs> and you that correct. one was Wrath of Man with Jason Statham. It was a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, yeah. Hell and yeah. It is terrible. Oh, yes. shit. I liked it. <laughs> but, but, really? yeah, but yeah, but that's Ugh. a perfect plane watching movie. You're right. right yeah. So, so then I toy with, if I don't see something new, I toy with an old class and a comfort, a comfort movie of sorts. They're just like, because I got my, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a drinker on airplanes. That's, like, I don't care yeah, whether, <laughs> I don't care whether I'm in first class comfort or I got to pay for it. Like, I'm like, yep, keep them coming. You Bring know? them around. That she actually got a free one because they had this weird little, you know, they have their little stations and like one will come down and have, the, she's like, oh, hold on. She gave me the drink. She goes, oh, I, I got to run back here. And she goes, Vicky, uh, he's got the, he, this seat 21A has got the old fashioned or whatever. And she came over and she's just like, she just gave me like the old fashioned. Nice. She didn't charge me. So God. whatever. But I'm sitting there in, the, in a nice whiskey buzz and I'm going, I want something nice. And I went with Interstellar again. <sighs> I, I think Interstellar is the spaces you can get. <sighs> Interstellar fucks me up every time I watch it. And now I have a, this is the first time I've watched it since I have a daughter. I was like <laughs> crying on the plane, like with my hat down, just going, Murph, Murph. You're just, I just imagine. Murph, Murph, no, Murph. Ah. Imagine Mike just on a plane, and all I want is this like nice blocked off shot of Mike just like he's watching a movie on a big screen by himself. You're just, looking at me? <sighs> yep. <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah, keep, keep them coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it zooms out. Like the person next to you is like, <laughs> "Oh, that's what's what's he what's he watch? Oh, he's not that. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's rough. It's like, okay, okay Sewers. I speak middle aged man with a daughter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking. Uh, I I don't know if that movie will ever get old to me. Like, and every time I watch it, I I pick up on something new, like the the ticks. The clock ticks mm-hmm. that are happening on the water planet. I was like, what the fuck is g-? that? was a day. A day was passing every single it's time. Crazy. Heard, it's like, don't. <laughs> my brain. I think it's one of the best scores of all yeah. time as well. Like, I, I just watched a uh, fucking stupid Facebook video that came up, but of it was probably staged. I don't even know. But probably. 
some somebody like a train station or some shit playing the theme on the piano. Cool. That was just like a, a communal piano. And then like these guys who had like violins were like, hey, can we play with you? And yeah, they started to play staged. the score. It that's was what it, like there were phones everywhere. Yeah, you know? that's staged. Uh, still, I'm Doesn't like. Doesn't matter. It was, it's such a beautiful score where I'm just like, mm. that, I don't, I don't care how much you want to fake it. Yes. It's real to me, damn it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I, I've been going on a Nolan kick cause our friends, we talk about them a lot. Uh, Raiders of the Lost podcast yeah. yes. had a, a, like a ranking Christopher Nolan's films. Oh. So I just like, I just started going fuck, I'm, I'm ready to rewatch his movies are so rewatchable. And so I, I was just based going into it, going, "What's the what's the Nolan film I want to rewatch?" You know, like Dark Knights of, of thing oh, you yeah. can watch on Every the plane. Time. Yeah, exactly. Comfort for me, man. I, I was looking for the, the pre- I was looking for the Prestige. That oh, was yeah. what oh, was like. Yes. That, that was, was, one was the, like. That was one of Raiders' highest ones too. Yes, that was kind of in my like. Um, I hope it, I hope the plane has Prestige, but it didn't. So. That's mm-hmm. a great movie. Yeah, the Prestige. Have you guys seen Oppenheimer yet? Either of you? Not yet. No. <laughs> I think now that now I, that my busy time's kind of over, I'm going to try to get it. It's a it's a jaunt. Yep, it's a jaunt. Oh, I, I would really love to watch it still in IMAX somehow, but I, I don't, I don't know if IMAX, it's still man. even available in, in an IMAX anymore. Ooh, speaking of, I did hear, so Interstellar's 10-year anniversaries next year. Jesus, Jesus really? I think. And um, I was, I've heard a rumor that Interstellar was going to be in IMAX for like a 10-year reunion. I will... Makes sense. What, does Des Moines? Doesn't Des Moines have Des Moines one? Ankeny? Ankeny or Ankeny. something. Yeah. I will go. I will go. I've never seen a movie in IMAX. I'm down. I've never seen one. You've never seen a movie in no. IMAX? I've seen a docu- like a nature documentary. But that's is IMAX it. like the cur- everything's curved? Yeah. And you sit back. You're you're. It's like a. It's like a. You're in a massive upside down bowl, and uh, your seat. The seats are very very hard, like auditorium style, like uh, um, like Roman Coliseum like <laughs> vibes. Yeah, I want it. And I and then it. every time I've gone to one, I've only been to like two, maybe three. And behind behind the screen, they show you where the where the speakers are, Whoa. and they show you everything behind the actual screen right. and the the surround sound and how it does it, and it's amazing. We I used would, to have one in CR, didn't we? I don't know. I think we did. We did. This, we did. The, but downtown by science the river, station. The science station, yep. Shit. science station, and fucking Cedar Rapids. You know, I uh, I will tell you. You know what the best thing ever was though that I saw in IMAX, the Dark Knight. You Damn. saw Dark Knight. I saw the Dark Knight. In IMAX, my brother took me because I had just had a knee surgery, and like I was like finally able to get up and around. And I he took me. We went over and we we went and saw it on IMAX. That was, sounds it's fantastic. So fucking good. That would be. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make it a point to go see something in IMAX. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I have a couple uh, watches that I had never seen before. I just went to Barnes and Noble and uh, heard about this movie forever. And know and knew that it was a uh, a movie that also shared the same name with a more popular movie that won a bunch of Oscars. Who was very contentious of whether they should have won those Oscars or not. Crash, uh, but this ah, one I did see that. This one is from the '90s and it's from David Cronenberg, who I love. David Cronenberg, director of The Fly, mm. um, director of uh, Shivers, a bunch of great horror movies, Scanners, Videodrome. Um, this one stars James Spader, Holly Hunter, Elias Coteus, and uh, oh my god, as uh, I can't read my own writing, Fart Maximus, something Unger. She's also in uh, uh, the Debra, game, Deborah Kara, Deborah Unger, Deborah Unger, Deborah Unger. Um, 
this is maybe the weirdest movie I've seen in a long time. A long, <laughs> long a lot. fucking time. A lot. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I put this on. My girlfriend was kind of in and out of it, just kind of sleeping on the couch and doing whatever. And she, every time she'd wake up, she's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was hoping this, you could tell me. This is Basically, this movie is about people who have a fetish of car crashes. And it did that, that, and that has nothing to do with the 2004 one. Right? Absolutely nothing. There is a, there is a car crash, but that's pretty much it. Correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is uh, crazy. Elias Coteus, if you guys can picture him in your minds, uh, this is one of his craziest performances of all time. Oh, duh. I, I love seeing him in movies, but this is this is great. He the the reason to watch this movie is Elias Coteus, but James Spader also is. Uh, I know he's 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 uh, what's his name in the office? He's one of the new bosses. Do we know who Elias Coteus is? <laughs> I'm sorry, yes, yes. Casey Jones. Um, he, is he Casey, James Spader? Casey Jones. Casey Elias Coteus is, is Casey. Yeah, Jones. but James Spader is in the office, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he was also in the office. Right. Yeah, sorry. Okay. For some reason, him younger looks so much different. Yeah, so much different. But he's great in this. It's a very sexy movie. It's uh, like even in like a. Uh, uh, it goes. It crosses um, sexuality. It's uh, yeah, sex, sexuality. It's uh, like there's a lot of lesbian stuff. There's a lot of just like a guy on guy stuff too. Um, it's very interesting in that aspect of just the weirdest uh, David Cronenberg could ever get. Hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time to digest this for sure. It was uh, a definitely it's it's own thing. I've never there's no other movie like honestly actually there is. Uh, there's a movie called Titan, um, who's the same director as the movie Raw. It's a French movie. It's kind of like that, but not really. Um, yeah, I, I love seeing movies where I'm just like, I have never seen this before, and I've seen a lot of shit. So yeah. I'll, I'll just do one more quick one, too. I, I finally watched – I wanted to watch a Sam Raimi movie. I didn't know if I wanted to do uh, the new Evil Dead, uh, which I know he didn't direct, but obviously he's got a, a lot to do with. Or uh, Drag Me to Hell, which I'd never seen, so I did Drag Me to Hell, and I loved it. Um, very cool, pretty much a uh, Evil Dead movie, unofficial Evil Dead sequel, just about uh, this um, gypsy witch who puts a curse on this woman, and uh, she's kind of kind of figure out how to how to get out of it. It's a very cool, very fun, um, pretty much uh, comedy horror. I want to say more overtly horror, but there, it's very funny. That was recent, right? Yeah, 2016, 12, 13, 14, 16. 2009. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I really wanted to watch a Sam Raimi movie as well, so I decided to watch Spider-Man 1 and 2. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Toby Maguire, baby. <laughs> uh, did we ever talk about that way back in the day, The Descent? Uh, I, I would love to talk yeah, about that Yeah, you guys movie. have. Did, what, did we bring? Oh, did we bring that up for some reason? Was that when I was talking about the guy that died in the Nutty Putty Cave? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, we still need. We need to talk about the Dyatlov yeah, Pass sometime. Yeah, we'll I'm get down. into that. Actually, anybody listening, we are going to put out the call. <laughs> We're going to do a lot of great stuff in October. We're going to put out the call for like we want to hear your scary stories. Yes, we did this last year, I think, and it was awesome. Uh, there's one story in particular that still sticks with me. 
that that one of our listeners yeah. sent in. The, the, the one in the woods. Yes, where everything. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, I got to find out who did that. And I want I want to re- retell that story for it, new. Even listeners, if it's made up, even if you just have like, don't a care. fiction thing, yeah, don't tell send me. It in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Send us in. We'll, we'll we'll put out like something where we'll be asking you guys for that because we got some cool stuff. We're gonna do like top five scariest movie movie moments. Doesn't uh, have to be from a horror movie, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Just like times you were scared yeah. watching a movie. I, we got a good. We got some good stuff coming up. I'm stoked. I fucking stoked. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Anybody else have anything else? No. I got I got a couple more things. Yeah. Well, you watch more. I watched episodes. Office Space recently. Does that count? <laughs> Does that count? Ow. Why are you talking like that? What? <laughs> talking uh, like what? My fiance had never seen Haunting of Hill House, and I know that uh, Mike Flanagan has a new thing in October coming out called The Fall of the House of Usher, which is Edgar Allan Poe. Wait, wait, wait. Haunting of Hill House, the series? Yeah. Oh, my God. So we are the best thing I've we ever are rewatching that right now, and I had never made it through his other thing, Mike Flanagan's other thing, Midnight Mass, which is also on Netflix. I need to watch that, right? Yes. No? Yes. Oh yeah, you need okay, to watch cool. it. Uh, okay. Seaside Town, okay. ghost horror story. Yeah, okay. Okay. it's great. Um, three episodes in, I never made it through for some reason. Uh, I'm loving it so far. Mike Flanagan is. Every time I think about his stuff, I'm like, yeah, but it's a little overrated. It's not. No, nope. he's a fucking master. He's really good at what he does. Uh, yeah, I've just been rewatching that shit. Have you seen Haunting of Hill House? No, sir. Pl- it's, Please, it's more than horror, definitely. AJ, I, I like. I don't know if any show has ever affected me so hard as this. Show. I've watched it like three years in a row now. It's really? it's one of the most beautifully scary, happy, sad things I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I don't know which one's better either, Bly Manor or Hill House. I, I can't decide. Will you, okay, so if will you will you please watch one episode of it? Because like there there are scary aspects to this, but it is by no means like that's the main thing of this show. It's gothic horror. It's not like it's not like the jump scares th- and there's some jump scares. It's not like the thing where it's like gross out horror or anything like that. It's like very patient with its with its. Scares. Let's put it this way: I I like I think I cried for like two hours straight at the end of the last episode, like the uh, Gregory Allen Isakoff song. Mm-hmm. What is it? The Haunting Haunt- of Hill House. Hill House Manor. No, just or the just Haunting Hill of Hill House. House. And then the haunting of Bly Manor. And the haunting of Bly Manor. The haunting of Bly Manor. I cried for hours Ugh. afterward. The, la- the, the, the saddest last shot. Yeah, I've I'm ever just seen. saying they can't. You can't fully call something horror if like if it's gonna bring out sad emotions. Right? I will like, say though, Mike, the thing about us talking about it right now is making AJ not want to watch it even more. I think. Oh, I just I put a reminder <laughs> into my just like I have one for the fog into my reminder. Ca- <laughs> my, do you keep do you get do you, do you keep a reminders thing I or do you, do you keep I put or do you notepad. just do calendars? You do yeah, notepads. Calendars. Okay. No calendars and notepads. Yeah. Okay. I saw I, I had to go through and I was trying to figure out decipher because <laughs> I use my calendar a lot. But then I'm like, but I want pop up stuff, and so I found the reminders app yep. from Apple. Hey, and that's been that's been pretty helpful for me lately. So I put it in my reminders. I think okay. I think he could watch one episode of it and decide what he thinks about it. But if you're talking about pure like filmmaking, as we call it filmmaking, like the that one episode in the with the oneers, yep. like there there are like 25 minute long oneers. Mm. Where things are changing and the the coordination to do that is and the monologue mind like the monologues are so creepy but also so like heartfelt like yeah. the 
one of the caretakers of, mm-hmm. of the of the Hill House has a monologue, which I'm trying to like. It's one of those monologues where, like how I say, like the Jaws mm-hmm. uh, monologue that Robert Shaw has. Yep. I just I just watch that sometimes just because it's just to watch that. Just part. to watch. I want to watch this monologue because it's such it's <laughs> like on par with all that, but it's not Damn. like a individual video Spooky anymore. Season. It's coming. It's, it's coming. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Hey, don't worry. When when we hit uh, November first, you can start going. Christmas time. Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, what do we? Uh, what do we do that? Sean hates. Uh, <laughs> what do we do? That Christmas. Sean hates? What's 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 the? It's the. <laughs> Come it's on. Vacation. Christmas. Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. Chevy <laughs> Chase is really good. Yeah. <laughs> He's not an, <laughs> an, <laughs> an asshole at all. <laughs> Doesn't come across in his performances ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you soon. I believe up next is uh, Young Guns. Please enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Younger. Or Field of Dreams. I don't know. Who knows? Field of Dreams. No one knows. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Kind of a ghost movie.